Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to another all-new edition of Geeks Me Radio. Today we have actor-director Alana DeFreitas talking all about some of her projects, movies that she's got out, other ones that are coming out, ones you'll want to watch for. We're then joined by Rachel Pinellas, the community manager for SerialBox.com, talking Thor, Metal Gods, and more projects from them. Stand by. We're talking TV, comics and movies, and video games. And if you don't know, Star Trek from Star Wars, we'll try to explain. There are 12 doctors, Hogwarts houses, one ring rolls and more. And we have a fantastic show with two very talented ladies. We're going to get right to our first guest. We're joined now by Alana DeFreitas talking about some acting roles she's got coming up and reflecting a little bit about uh, some of the stuff she's already done. Alana, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Thanks very much for taking the time today. No worries. So uh, interesting. I looked at some of the stuff on your IMDb resume. You've got some fantastic projects coming up. Uh, working mm. with some really talented people like uh, Michael Madsen, uh, Colin Cunningham for some of these projects. I know you mm-hmm. can't say too much about them, probably <laughs> contractually, uh, but talk a little bit about uh, you're going from one is almost a, a horror type movie into another, which is a, a comedy. What kind of projects do you gravitate towards generally? Are you more of a drama comedy person? Do you like the horror aspect? What do you kind of gravitate towards as an actor? Good question. Um, I I probably lean towards drama, um, but I will say that the last film that I did before The Dawn was kind of heavy drama, and then uh, getting to work on some other things like horrors and comedies after that, I definitely needed to to like switch it up it was yeah. it was a nice relief to 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 go back to the comedy and and that sort of thing um but yeah i think my kind of preference just is in 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 drama only just though you need those you need those comedic palate cleansers i, I i'm doing drama all the time and i'm sure it would uh kind of you need a little bit of a change up so that's good yeah it burns you out a little bit the other thing is like I think people underestimate how difficult comedy is and, so and maybe my preference of drama is just linked to my own insecurities about <laughs> my ability with comedy. Like comedy is, is definitely harder with drama than drama. It's so, so much harder to make it land. So do you think it's in the timing? Because obviously it seems like some actors do it effortlessly. Um, and then there are other people you watch do comedies who are like, that was that could yeah. be what what do you think is the secret to that as an actor i think it's timing i think it's just a natural ability and the other thing is like comedy is so subjective like what what i find funny other people will find crass or right. <laughs> whatever so yeah it's tricky to like get it to land with everybody or like the majority as well 
Yeah, I, I know I've got a, a little bit of a dark sense of humor, I've been told. So mm. some stuff I'll just keep to myself and not say a word because people are going to judge me for it. I'll just <laughs> laugh internally. It's fine. But people who know me realize All right, I can tell what you're thinking just by the look on your face. So as far as acting wise, uh, comedic actors, who are some of your favorite comedic actors? Who do you like to, to go see that you'll always follow their work and everything like that? I don't, I don't have like genre specific actors. Mm -hmm. Um, like if you were going to say generally who, who are my kind of go-to favorite actors, like in terms of men, I would say like Denzel or like Sean Penn in terms of women. Um, I mean, I love Sally Field. Um, and, uh, Amy Adams has, had like a tremendous career. I really admire her trajectory there. Um, I also really like some of the choices that Michelle Williams makes. Yeah. Um, so that those would kind of be like my, my go-to favorite peeps. And you've been acting since the age of nine. My goodness. Uh, what, what drew you into that? What, what kind of prompted you at an early age? Was it something uh, your parents kind of steered you in? Is it something no. you drug them towards? It's funny. I was talking about this yesterday. I think, you know, I started acting school when I was nine, but I, I was always kind of acting before that. I would I would um, sit down and transcribe my favorite films and then force my brother and my cousins to put on little shows for my <laughs> grandparents and stuff. Um, so I, I don't I don't really remember what got me into it, um, but I just have always kind of liked doing it, and and, and I think. You know, for me, people always ask, like, what is it about acting that you enjoy? And I think it's, you know, you get to try on all these other lives um, and then get to give them back. (laughs) (laughs) You're not stuck with the consequences of them all. (laughs) And talking about consequences, uh, before the dawn, you play a teacher. Mm. uh, It's a forbidden teacher-student relationship. That's Uh uh, that's one of those, I'm sure it was kind of nice to give that back (laughs) with with the foreboding uh, in relationship than that but uh getting into that character doing because mm. it is it is a weighty type of piece uh yeah. to do that kind of role so talk a little bit about your mindset as you went into that particular role for before the dawn um you know if i'm being completely honest my prep for that film was different to any other film because i wrote it um and the reason I wrote it was because I wasn't seeing the types of roles that I wanted to play. Mm. They were all like, you know, full frontal nudity or like the dumb girlfriend. Um, so I was like, screw it. I'm going to go and write what I want to work. Um, and I was lucky enough that people liked it and, and put funding into it and, and, and it got made. But because um, we had like a crazy tight uh, pre-production period before we, we started shooting, like that was consumed by the logistics of it rather than actually prepping for the role. So I'll say this, I'm so lucky that I wrote it and I knew the material inside and out sure. because I didn't really have time to prep my character. Um, and in terms of like the mindset, um, I think because I'd sat with it for so long writing it, like I, di- I'm, I was lucky that I didn't have to sit down and do all the work because it had been done in the writing process. Um, and I think, you know, 
in terms of obviously we all know that the teacher-student relationship thing is wrong um, and I think you just tap into those feelings like we all know the feeling of like when we've done something wrong and like am I going to get caught and, and, and you know like that kind of fear but then she's also struggling with the like you know she really has feelings for him and, and that kind of push-pull and the struggle there that was that was yeah really interesting to kind of grapple with um, and I'm lucky that my co-star um jared scott he's super charismatic so it was very easy to like manufacture that chemistry between the two of us and before the dawn that's available uh, for streaming on amazon prime it's also mm. one uh, official selection for boston international film festival you got a few film festivals with uh, some great recognition for that so congratulations to have written yeah, in and starred in that must feel yeah. uh, at, at such a young age you must feel very accomplished already that's got to be an amazing feeling uh, it's it's um it's been a very pleasant surprise I will say that um yeah yeah I, I I will say this as well like I mean it's great to get the accolades from myself but I also just feel very proud of like the team getting it and Jared getting awards as well because you know in a way we were providing it was a really indie film micro budget and we were providing people with the opportunity to work on their first feature film like mm-hmm. it was Jared's first lead role as well and um and getting to see that payoff for them that's a really nice feeling too and it's interesting you talked about you didn't see enough roles that you wanted out there so you created it it's a mm-hmm. great time for people who are gravitating with all the streaming platforms and we've talked about this mm-hmm. with other guests uh, people are hungry for these indie projects the smaller right. projects so it's almost the perfect storm uh, having done this almost at the perfect time wouldn't you say yeah I actually just this morning was reading an article about um, because all the you know big studios and stuff are creating their their own um, streaming platforms that they're going to start pulling out of you know your Netflixes and whatnot and that that leaves an opening in Netflix for example where they're going to be like crying out for content so for yeah for independent filmmakers it's now is the time I was probably a little bit ahead of it because we shot this two years ago um, but yeah, we, I mean, it's something we'll definitely still be exploring now with our distributor for sure. So as someone who's, uh, on the acting side, but you, you got the writing on this part and everything like that, is that something you are now hungry to do more, write and create more parts and kind of, uh, not take a step back from the acting, but seeing it from a new perspective, is this something you hadn't considered before, uh, coming to LA growing up as a, as a young actor now that you are kind of wanting to do more writing or was it kind of, uh, still an even split for you? Um, you know, it's funny, I had never considered myself a writer. And like I said, it was born out of pure necessity and frustration. Um, but I did really enjoy it. And I have done uh, some writing since. Um, and there will be more projects on the way. Um, um, I have, I have, yeah, two projects that I'm working on at the moment. I have a, a documentary that's in development that I've been working on for the past year. Um, and then I also have a horror screenplay at the moment that uh, we're starting to pitch. So that's fun. And I uh, I have like a number of other ideas that are in various stages of development. So working on a number of things, definitely acting is a priority for sure. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's surprised me how much I enjoyed writing. And, um, and then once you sort of start opening your mind up to that kind of battleground of ideas they just keep coming and coming and coming like my phone is just full of notes for like (laughs) outlines for stories now (laughs) 
That's it's one of those things. I I think everyone has that. Thank thank goodness for cell phones with all the smart apps where we can just start jotting stuff down immediately. It's it's mm-hmm. great. And mm-hmm. you talked about a horror project you're working on, but then there's also the feature film. You've got a large role in Bashira, and I, as right. I said, I know you can't talk too much about it, but that's got to be very exciting. You're working on some projects, and you're probably drawing inspiration from these other things, and you're working with such great talent. Uh, talk a little bit about how does the writing part of your brain switch off when you're working on somebody else's project, or are you still kind of subconsciously seeping information in and kind of like, oh, this would be cool to kind of work something like this in, and how do you draw that line? We're going to come back and talk more with Alana DeFreitas right after this. Please stand by. Hi, this is Leslie Ann Brunt. I play Mazikeen on Lucifer, and you're listening to geek to me Radio. Welcome back. This show, geek to me Radio, would not be possible without the support of our sponsors and the premier sponsor who has been with us since the beginning, who has never failed. They've been wonderful, and we want you to visit their website. It's discoverstcharles.com. Discover St. Charles is a great website. If you're looking to plan a trip, you want to go check out someplace you've not been before, maybe you've made a New Year's resolution to travel more, to experience new destinations, which is a great New Year's resolution, St. Charles can definitely help you with that. A Just a great place to visit. If you're uh, from outside the state, maybe you're coming across the country, you're going to travel Route 66, you can pop into St. Charles and there's something there for everyone. There are kids who will have a great time. The adults will take uh, advantage of the amenities there. It's a fantastic place if you're a history buff to check out all the history that's steeped in St. Charles. Uh, if you're traveling Route 66, you're probably a history buff anyway. That's kind of a fun thing to do. We just had some friends of ours do that, and they loved it. Well, you want to check out Historic St. Charles for more cool things as well. If you're a foodie, there are just fantastic restaurants up and down the street. We have a new Salt and Smoke, which is right there. But there's also charming little places like the Magpies Restaurant in the 900 block. Um, if you are got a sweet tooth, you want to satisfy that sweet tooth, you check out the sweet shop in North Maine. Uh, just all sorts of places to go. You're not going to find food like this everywhere. And the shopping is world class. There are places you'll find that are just fantastic places that you uh, you might be able to get gifts for someone you're looking for something for that person. And they might have it in St. Charles. It's worth the trip. And if you're from the St. Louis area. If you're here in the state, then you really have no excuse to go check out St. Charles. New Year's resolution or not, come check it out. A fantastic time. We always say it's an historically good time will be had by all. And that website again, discoverstcharles.com. Before we went to break, we were talking with uh, actor, director, producer, writer, Alana DeFreitas. And we mentioned uh, when she's working on these projects, how does she compartmentalize her creative brain as she switches between projects? Um, you know, like when you're a lot of the time when as an actor, and I'm, I won't even say that it's the writing part of your brain because this part was there well before I ever started writing. But sometimes you get sides to learn and you're like, ooh, this is like really bad or really cringy writing. Um, and that's part of your job as an actor, like just make it work. Mm-hmm. Um but you do, your mind definitely goes to, oh, I wish I could say it this way, or I wonder if I'll be able to improvise this a little bit. Um, 
but yeah, like, uh, writing, writing has been like a great outlet for me. Um, you mentioned Bashira. So Bashira is like, uh, I kind of think that it's going to be similar, not similar to the grudge, but similar kind of realm as the grudge, but like with an EDM soundtrack. And so my character, um, I'm like the <laughs> nasty stepmom and, um, and my family, in particular, my stepdaughter, is kind of plagued by this curse called Bashira. And mm. so it kind of like wreaks havoc in our life. So, yeah, I'm super excited to see that because um, the director of that, Nixon Fong, he's an Academy Award winning visual effects artist. Yeah, and the yeah. film has a lot of VFX. And, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be really special. I'm excited about it. It was my first time doing horror, my first time doing like, you know, blood gags with all the special effects makeup and whatever and green screen stuff. So that was really interesting process for me. I really enjoyed it. And then we mentioned uh, the switching gear is going to cash collectors, uh, which I believe is mostly in pre-production, but you're working with Michael Madsen, Angie Everhart, uh, John Messner, some real all-star talent on that a comedic role. That's got to be, are you right. ever intimidated? Some of the people you're working with are, are not that you're not a talent, but some of these people like have been around for a while. Like around Michael for Madsen. a long time. Yeah. It, do, you, do you switch off the intimidation factor? Is it not a thing? Cause you're all professionals and it, or does it ever kind of bubble up a little bit? lie and say it's not there it definitely enters my mind but I think once you get on set you're just like don't screw up my lines <laughs> like, that's that kind of your your own fear about yourself takes takes over um and 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 more than anything it's exciting like you're excited to meet those people and 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 learn from them and see what they bring to the role and what you know because you've read the screenplay but getting to see what their interpretation of is of it is. Um, so that's always a lot of fun. Um, Crash Collectors is about a reality TV series that is in its third season. And so my character is one of the showrunners of that program. Um, and so it's about contestants who on live television forcibly collect from people who've de defaulted on their debts. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's, it's going to be pretty funny. I, I, the script is amazing. So I'm excited about it. On your bucket list. If you had to pick, uh, you've mentioned before some actors you admire three actors who you hope to work with. Uh, is there someone who's like, Oh, I'd love to work with. Oh my God. Only three. Um, <laughs> I, I think Timothy Chalamet is amazing. Um, would definitely like to do something with him. Um, maybe like a Michelle Williams for sure is there, mm. and maybe like a Ryan Gosling or yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, let's go with those. <laughs> and so, when you're not writing, when you're not acting, uh, what do you do for your downtime? Are you uh, are you do you binge stuff on Netflix? Are you a reader? What do you like to do when you're not working? I I do read, I do watch television, I like to get out and be social with my friends or like hang out by the pool in the hot tub or whatever. Um have been binge watching a bit of TV lately. Television is so good these days. It like there's such high quality and there's 
and and it's a trap. <laughs> you know, they put all they put all the episodes out at once, and 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 you, it's addictive. Um, but yeah, I've just I you know I just finished the second season of the end of the effing world too. Um, and, uh, you know, some of my favorite shows just ended the affair and, um, the juice. So I, uh, yeah, I'll be looking for new stuff soon. <laughs> well then, like you said, there's no shortage of it now that Disney plus especially has all right. everything. So, uh, there's mm. no shortage of TV. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's exciting. Let everybody know where they can find you if they want to uh, research more of you and your career. I know you're on Instagram. Uh, you've got a website. Tell everybody where they can find you out there online. Yeah. I mean, if you want to look up my projects, they're all on IMDb. It's just searching my name. My website as well as my name, alanadefreitas.com, A-L-A-N-A. Defreitas is D-E-F-R-E-I-T-A-S. Um, and my Instagram, same thing, is alana underscore defreitas. And my Twitter is Alana DeFreitas, all one word. So, yeah, that's where you can get me. And I will say, I looked on your Instagram page. You've got some pictures. Are you a Spice Girls fan? I am a big Spice <laughs> Girl fan. My, you know, my friends and I, we uh, we were all Spice Girls for Halloween. So that was a, great that was a lot of fun reliving 1996. <laughs> that was a fantastic picture. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm a Spice you. Girls fan. I saw them live in concert. I'm not ashamed to say when they oh, came to yeah. town. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but it's been a pleasure talking with you and uh, continued yeah. success. We can't wait to see Bashira and, of course, Cash yeah. Collectors. Alana DeFreitas, mm-hmm. thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Appreciate it. We're going to take our next break. We're going to come right back, start talking to our next guest, the community manager for Serial Box, Rachel Pinellas. Stand by. Welcome back to the show. Our guest now is involved with Cereal Box, which is a fantastic thing. If you're familiar with Big Finish, uh, they do these audio dramas, and they hook me up with the Thor one and a few other ones, and they're great. We talked with uh, Heli Kennedy earlier in, I guess I should say last year, or the end of last year, about Orphan Black series. Well, now they're getting the Marvel stuff, and we talked a little bit with Rachel about that. We're joined now by the community manager for SerialBox.com, Rachel Pinellas. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Very excited. I just listened to Thor Metal Gods on SerialBox.com. The first episode is free right now. So if you haven't heard it, get out and hear it so you can get sucked into the series like I did. It, It was amazing. Congratulations on the launch. Thank you. It's really exciting. I'm, uh, it's been a long time coming to be able to share it with everyone. So it's really awesome to hear the reception and hear it because uh, that's what we do. We're audio and ebook company. And it's got to be very exciting. You're partnering with Marvel, who obviously is hot right now. Uh, the Cinematic Universe, starting back in 2008, I don't think anybody foresaw that it would grow into this, no pun intended, juggernaut that it's become. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be partnered with them, how long ago did you, SerialBox uh, dot com, I should say, uh, set everything up, and how long did you have to sit there and wait on this news before you could scream it to everybody that you've got it? Oh, so I don't know if I could speak to how long the whole um, process of the partnership went on, but it was announced in March 
that the uh, partnership was happening and the titles were happening. And then between March and the summer, uh, we announced which character titles that we'd be doing, uh, beginning with Thor. And so now it's public knowledge. There's Thor, um, Black Widow will be next, and then there's Jessica Jones and Black Panther. I'm so, very excited for Jessica Jones as well. Yes. Um, so uh, unfortunately, I'm still sitting on a lot of news about uh, those titles, but thankfully I'm just unleashed on the world now to talk about Thor. So, um, and that's really exciting. It is. And Thor and Loki, of course, you can't have one without the other. No. And we open with Loki. Yes. I mean, but the, just his, his introduction to this, story is the most metal thing possible. I don't know how much more metal you can get when you're the lead guitarist. And then I don't want to spoil anything, but you know, he, he, he is a rock star. He acts like a rock star. He acts as one would expect Loki to act as a rock star. Not only a leading guitarist, but a leading guitarist in the eighties in London in a rock band. In London. Yes. Even, even better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, he, he knows where to go when, you know, where the culture's at. So that whole scene was obviously very alluring to him Mm -hmm. as we come to find. Um, And then there were some other characters that were quite, uh, they found it alluring as well. And now we've got uh, an adventure. And I saw, I was looking up the names, uh, one of the writers, Aaron stewart on. I was like, that name looks so familiar. He wrote Mandy, the movie that just came yes. with Nicolas Cage, which was brilliant. Yes. I love that movie. Yes. Yes, we have such an awesome, diverse uh, writer's room for the uh, for the Thor series. Uh, so Aaron stewart on is lead writer here, and he and Yoon Ha Lee did the first episode that we're talking about. And then there's Brian Keene and Jay Edidin. So we've got um, uh, a room that is comprised of people that come from a screenwriting background, um, a comics background, prose, horror, adventure, sci-fi. We cover the gamut of just really amazing genre strengths. It's like you've got the fantastic four of writers right there with all their different strengths they're pulling in to form this perfect team for this particular project. Uh, agreed. I mean, and with the characters that we have in the series, because there's so many different strengths and quirks about the characters in terms of what, you know, Loki can do and his abilities and Thor. And then you have our tiger goddess, Harangi, and then Zia, who is just too cool. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a wonderful um, medley of characters and uh, incredible writers. And I love the little, the little uh, even in the first episode, a little Easter egg, you mentioned uh, Lila Cheney, who is obviously in the X-Men comics in the 80s. We kind of knew her with the Star Jammers and everything like that. That's yes. neat little things. So I, we can expect things like that throughout this, I think. You can expect series. a Yes, uh, 15, 15, actually. Okay. 15 episodes. And yes, you can expect a lot of fun Easter egg um, Marvel cameos, um, you know, because we're not so, we're, you know, we're on Midgard at one time or another at many, you know, many times, different eras. Um, and then we're in space and Asgard. So there's, there's a lot of the universe to cover. And with this being the the just uh, just launched what last week I think 
Was it Thursday? Yeah, was, last okay, Thursday. Very, okay. So, how has been? Uh, how have the reception been? Have did you get? Uh, was there like a number of downloads you guys wanted to be the launch to be a success? How were you guys gauging this? Looking at numbers, uh, what was the threshold for? Yes, this is this is exactly what we wanted. And we're gonna come right back get her answer after this. So stand by. Just as he gained his footing, Thor raised an open hand. With a keen sound of whistling metal, Mjolnir jumped the short distance from his belt into his waiting fist. Thor instantly crouched into a defensive position, struggling to assess the danger he knew was out there. But he saw only snow and darkness. Then the first blow came. From behind, it blasted him off his feet and he flew forward. Impressive, he thought, as the wind was knocked out of him. He landed deftly, his boots sliding across snow, and he turned, Mjolnir already swinging. The hammer connected with a dull thud. He pulled back again and swung, deflecting more sharp, bony points larger than his hammer, curved like scimitars, each one razor sharp. Claws. Billowing hot breath came from his attacker's mouth, mixing with the wild drifts of snow. More scimitars, the jaws of a vicious and gargantuan animal. The teeth snapped at him in lunging, impossibly rapid bites. Scalding saliva dripped onto his skin. One bite came too close. As the mouth surged in again, Thor swung upwards, a blunt hammer uppercut. Mjolnir slammed the fanged mouth shut. The beast retorted with a wild snarl and retreated into the murky depths of the blizzard. A burst of red flame erupted. All the snowflakes in the air vaporized in a dome around them. Thor could see perfectly now. The creature was a tiger three times his size. It was growling and hissing, and a tempest of supernatural fire the color of rose petals in summer, or blood, engulfed its body. We're back. This segment brought to you by Marcus Theaters, MarcusTheaters.com. Uh, they've got their big push for you to go see all the Academy Award nominated movies. I love doing that. You take a Saturday and you you plunk down a very nominal fee and you get to see all the Academy Award nominated movies. Two Saturdays back to back because there are a few extra contenders now that they've uh, changed things in the past, I guess, five years ago. They added a few more categories, or not categories, but spaces for the best picture, but you can see them all at Marcus Theaters. Check out the website. There's a link right there. You can find the one playing this closest to you, MarcusTheaters.com. They've been with us for quite a while now, and honestly, I love the Marcus brand. They came in and renovated the Warenberg Theaters, if you're in the greater St. Louis area, and they've completely revolutionized how you see movies here in St. Louis. It is first class between the heated seats. Just got done seeing 1917, the film, at their De Pere location. Uh, we saw Star Wars Rise of Skywalkers when it came out. Rise of Skywalkers, listen to me. Rise of Skywalkers, well, there are more than one. Obviously, there's Leia, but I don't want to spoil the movie in case you haven't seen it. Regardless, we saw at the Marcus Theater location for the Ronnie's uh, Cinema, and it's just great. I love seeing movies. I love going out and seeing movies anyway. It's 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 just a fantastic thing to go out and see movies, to uh, just immerse yourself in that theater experience. You get the popcorn, you lean back in the lounge, you get the big screen up front they got the Dolby surround sound and 
movies going to the theater has always been something I've always enjoyed, and Marcus Theaters makes it even more enjoyable if that's even possible. Check out the website, plan which movies you want to see, check out the concessions list so you know if they got a Take 5 Lounge or not, if they've got the uh, the dine-in theaters where you can have dinner and a movie all right there in the comfort of the theater, and buy your tickets right there in line as well, marcustheaters.com. Make sure you go check them out, and we're, uh, we know you're going to have a fantastic time if you see your movie at a Marcus location. We're talking with Rachel Pinellas, the community manager for Serial Box, and before we went to break, we're asking her how exactly uh, they measure the success of these projects like Thor Metal Gods. Well, the threshold is that people are interested. So, thank, you know, then there was a resounding, really excited uh, response to when that first episode came out. What was really exciting was to see people who had been waiting for it sharing with us screenshots of the email that they got when the episode went live. Mm. If they had already signed up um, on the website or through the app because, um, yes, you can read and listen on our website, but we also have an app that not only did we launch uh, Thor, the first episode last week, but we updated the app too. So it was a really big week. And so there is this, you know, amazing new content and amazing new look to the app, which is available on iOS and Android. Um, so just seeing that response of, of people downloading it, reacting to it, and then sharing with us their excitement that it was, that it's in their library. So that was really cool to see and i'm really looking forward to doing that you know for 14 more episodes and as i alluded to earlier on it's the the popularity of marvel right now it doesn't show any signs of slowing down and with the uh all the people who are interested in podcasts and audiobooks and the convenience of having the app listen to it in the car when they're on their commute i i this has to be like the perfect storm for you guys right now i mean it's uh i i think that having this particular partnership is it is ideal because you know for people who might not necessarily be interested in podcasts but they're interested in the characters this is something that would be really exciting for them for people who are interested in the characters but you know maybe really not uh, uh, have gotten into audiobooks this is a really cool way for them to go oh well this is what this is all about so there's a lot of different um uh crossover audiences that we can reach to here so that's been really exciting too and i know uh we were talking before we started the interview we were talking about some of the uh original products you guys have like exquisite corpse and dead air uh uh, lies and then you've got we had uh kennedy on talking about orphan black which was mm-hmm. a continuation. So I know you've already yeah. said you can't tell us too much, but can you reveal whether or not Jessica Jones, that you guys are good doing, is it going to pick up where the Netflix series left off? Is it an extension, a completely different universe? It's, so it's not a completely different universe. So it's, so what was awesome and interesting about um, our Orphan Black series is that not only um, was it the official continuation of where the story left off after the finale, but that Tatiana Maslany um, herself narrated it. Yes. So not only did you, uh, you know, meet all the characters again, you got to meet them with Tatiana doing the voices, the narration, and then some, you know, new clones. So that was really incredible. Um, but as for Jessica Jones, so the Marvel Netflix universe is distinct. Um, so our, the universe where our series 
multiple series um, uh, take place in is the series that I, um, the comics, you know, the, the, okay. the, the status quo um, uh, Marvel universe. I know we're not supposed to officially say 616, but um, the, that universe that, you know, the characters best in that's the, that's, that's where we're um, operating out of. Gotcha. Whereas, you know, and I really love that Netflix series. Um, oh, uh, Kristen really, Ritter yes. is awesome. Yes. I, I, and Rachel Taylor, I just, the, the relationship between Jessica and Trish was really special. I loved watching that, but the, the, and Marvel and Netflix have kind of made it clear too, you know, now that unfortunately that those series have all concluded was that, you know, it's kind of a unique universe unto itself. Um, you know, it didn't really, they weren't very um, clear with about how they even connected to the Avengers movies. They would just say, you know, that event in New right. York, but that, that could have, they could have just been referring to a blackout, you sure. know, it's yeah. New York. <laughs> so, whereas, you know, as you saw, if you follow the shield series, there were very, very obvious crossovers. Oh yeah. Samuel L. Jackson was showing up. Yeah, exactly. And obviously Clark Gregg, right. um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, because that was like woo, ABC network, Disney, Netflix is its own universe. So, um, you know, if, if while you're reading and listening to Jessica Jones, you are imagining that incredible world that was created within the show, that's not, that's not terrible. Right. <laughs> but, um, our, our universe where our part of the universe is firmly in the universe that people are accustomed, uh, to with Jessica in the comics. And cerealbox.com is the website. It's serial, S E R I A, like a serial box.com. Yeah. Because we're serialized fiction. Exactly. <laughs> And the Thor, the first episode we did mention is free. Is that going to be something we can continue to see with like Black Widow when you launch it next uh, in the in this uh, winter coming up here in 2020? Yes, actually, and uh, not just with uh, these Marvel titles, but all of our titles on the site. The first episode on the site and the app. The first episode is free. Perfect. And uh, I will say uh, the narration on Thor: Metal Gods by Daniel Gillies was perfect, pitch perfect for my tastes. He's, uh, uh, I would, I obviously I'm a little biased given the subject matter, but, uh, I, I agree. It's incredible to hear the voices that he's doing for all the, the distinct characters and the narration that he's doing overall just makes such an exciting world. Um, and the, yeah, the accents and the inflections that he's doing with Thor and Loki, it's so wonderful to listen to. Yeah, and I will say, because uh, I, I had it on in the background as I was doing some other things, and I found myself, suddenly I'm just sitting there in my chair just listening to it, kind of staring at the computer. So I'm not sure if I'd be able to concentrate on driving my car and listening to it through the app. It's a little dangerous, maybe. Okay, okay, so then hopefully, <laughs> right, we don't, we do not want that to happen. So, you know, a bus ride, a train sure, ride. yeah, there you go. A there, nice, yeah, a nice so plane, just, a plane, getting on a plane somewhere. Definitely on a plane, Yes. <laughs> And, yeah, so we've got you covered. <laughs> and look, we mentioned all the things. You've also got the Flash Rogue, so you've got DC and Marvel. You've got all the original titles. You've got Orphan Black. Uh, what what is there a project like? If someone were to come to you directly and say, Rachel, we're going to get another Marvel character. What's your pick? What do you want us to do? What would you say? 
We're going to come right back, wrapping up the show, finishing off our day with Rachel Pinellas. Stand by. This is James Enstall, host of Geek Me Radio, and in honor of my favorite Themyserian, I've decided to become an Amazon warrior. Hera, give me strength. The next time you want to buy something from Amazon, go to geektomeradio.com first and click on our Amazon affiliate link. Simply shop like you normally would, and when you check out, a small percentage will go towards supporting the show. So remember, the next time you want to search Amazon for the latest Wonder Woman graphic novel or parts for your invisible jet... Click through from geektomeradio.com first. The world was in peril. Would you have me stand by and do nothing? Hello, hello, hello. This is Lucy Davis. I play Etta Candy in Wonder Woman, and this is Geek To Me Radio. Come and listen. We're very, very nice. And we're back for our last segment. Before we went to break, we were talking with Rachel Pinellas, uh, the community manager for Serial Box, and we asked her if she was to get to pick any Marvel character to be the crux, the center of their next project, who would she pick? Oh, I mean, everyone knows that Doctor Strange is my favorite character, Yes. so I would probably ask for that definitely get some sorcerer supreme goodness in there uh dr strange is great but it would also be really fun to play with more of the x-men as well yeah and now that that license is back with marvel who knows that's that is a that is a very i wasn't even thinking that i was just being um you know selfish of thinking about (laughs) my (laughs) thinking about my girl uh uh rachel gray i think oh yeah She's such a cool character. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I, I'm really excited about what's actually been happening in the comics with uh, what Hickman's doing and the Marauder stuff with Kitty. So, uh, yeah. So, but, yes, I, I would like to see Doctor Strange series. I think that there's a lot of things that could be um, really cool on Serial Box with that, with uh, magic and traveling across the world and the universe so that would that would be a lot of fun and i think the uh the chris claremont mark mark silvestri run on x-men was one of my favorites so if ever uh they pitch a long shot dazzler serial box.com series please let me know <laughs> absolutely i mean honestly you know you as since you've listened to the 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 first episode of Thor, you know obviously music has a really yes. big component in this series and so Dazzler? Are you? That's just that. That, that would be perfect. Yes. That, you know that, that Dazzler would be a wonderful addition, and she would bring so much uh, music to to our ears. <laughs> so you could be the sequel to be uh, Long Shot and Dazzler Mojo Gods. Oh gosh, yes. I mean, Mojo World. We've got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lila shows up. This yeah. crossover. This this it's, crossover is writing itself. It needs to point. happen. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, there's some people that I can talk to and Perfect. I think I will. <laughs> well, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you again. Congratulations on the launch. I love Thor metal God. You can find it on serialbox.com, And I know people can follow serial box on Twitter and across, I think all the social media at serial box yes. pub P U B. Yes. Correct? 
Yes, PU. So it's Cyril at Cyrilbox and then PUB Pub. And that's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And if people want to find more about you and keep up with you, are you also on the social medias? I, I am. I am Rachel Sons on Twitter, <laughs> which is Rachel plus Renaissance. And that's R A C H E A I S S A N C E. I didn't make it easy, I know, but it sounds really cool. It does. It's very nice. I like the combination. Thank you. Yeah. You know, portmanteaus were really popular, you know, about, I don't know, 10 years ago when I made the account. So, <laughs> you know, everyone was mashing their name up with like a band name or a robot. And so I just went, you know, I really liked this era of culture. So that that will be fine. Perfect. It's <laughs> definitive and unique. That's perfect. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> yes. But yes, please find us at Serial Box Pub across the socials and um, our app as well. Yes, definitely get download the app so you can get it all on your phone so you can listen to it on a plane ride or a train or a car commute. But uh, yeah, even with the hands-free, the car is great is a great place to listen to this. I can't wait to hear what else we get uh, from Chapter 2 going forward with Thor Metal Gods. And we're two days away, so I'm excited to share it with Brilliant. you. Well, the congratulations again on the launch of this and the app. Uh, Rachel Pinellas, thank, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thanks. It was great talking. You too. Take care. And that's going to do it. Another show in the books. My thanks once again to Alana DeFreitas and Rachel Pinellas for joining us, being part of geek to me Radio. If you'd like to be a part of geek to me Radio, check us out on Patreon. You can support the show. There's all sorts of perks and benefits for doing so. Please make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at geek to me Radio, Facebook.com slash geek to me Radio. Give the page a like there. We always appreciate it. We'd love to hear from you. Know you're uh, keeping up with us, what you think of the show. Be kind, of course. And until next week, my friends. It's not in the way you watch I sound be. It's not in the way you watch the flash. It's not in the Thank you, Asgard. Good night.